good evening, good evening um, to our wonderful Lofdal family, all our viewers tonight watching us live. Uh, we just want to say welcome, welcome online and share the, the broadcast and invite some more people because the, when the word of God is preached, I believe that, you know, that more people should hear it. Well, um, we had amazing um, meetings this morning at our different Loftal campuses, Beaufort West, um, in, in um, Oudsoorang, and also in Cape Town. And as we are ministering tonight, we are also having a, a meeting in Franschhoek. So um, I just want to say hi to everybody. And much greetings from Pastor Gustav. He's on his way back from Durban to Cape Town. So tonight I'm filling in for him. <laughs> Hallelujah. So grab your coffee, grab your chocolate. And let's get into the Word of God. Well, for this past month, we've been ministering on a very exciting um, um, topic, title, about a strong foundation. Amen. And we've ministered and we've heard the word that we can build on no other foundation except Jesus Christ. And then we learned that, you know, sometimes the enemy knows that if the foundation is solid, he tries and comes with other tricks and he would come with focus thieves. And last week we also dealt with that, the focus thieves. Many people, as you know, they are ready for, um, they would say, I'm ready for to, to take on big devils, big situations. But many times people are not ready for the little foxes that can spoil the vineyard. And we ministered on that. So this is really to help you live a victorious life and to be an effective, um, fearless, radical disciple of Jesus Christ. And if the, if the foundation is solid, the disciples of Jesus Christ, we as the children of God, are fearless and we are radical, that will lead to a very strong church across the world. Hallelujah. Because Jesus said, he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So I want to encourage you tonight that God has an amazing plan with your life, with your family's life, and that you are part of something, uh, I want to say humongous and, and, and wonderful all over the earth, the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And tonight we're going to speak on minister on, you know, that we should love God. We know we've, 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 we've said this before. But I believe it has to really, you know, get into our spirits and really become part of our lives that we should always make God number one. Now, many times when we minister in the streets and sometimes I meet some gangsters and, you know, with the number systems and these number systems and they will say, I'm a seven, I'm an eight, I'm a six or 28, 27, 26. I would say, well, I'm with the number one. Hallelujah. Which is Jesus Christ. Number one. God never wants to be second place. Hallelujah. He told Moses, he said, Moses, you shall have no other gods before me because our God is a jealous God and he loves us. Hallelujah. He's got the very best in store for you and your family. That's God's plan for your life. And, and you know, getting all this knowledge and information, it will become a revelation and that will cause a transformation in our lives. And when the transformation happens to us, you know, personally, it will affect our families. It will affect our communities and it will surely affect our country. And then it will affect the nations. Hallelujah. And God has the nations in mind. If you're a man, he calls you a father of many nations. If you're a woman, you're a mother of many nations. Amen. Get excited. And even if you're right there, clap your hands. Hallelujah. Say, thank you, Jesus. I'm part of something amazing. Hallelujah. And, and we're going to go to, to Matthew um, 6, 24. So tonight, I want to share a few, few keys with you, a few ideas, a few um, statements with you. Um, whom of you who, has ever been in love? This morning in the one campus, I asked the same question. And then I was looking, you know, to see, I hope at least the married people will put up their hands. And we were joking. We were saying, well, we are helping some marriages. If you've ever been in love, you know that feeling, that extravagant feeling. And we know that God is not just into a one night stand with people, a little experience, a little encounter. No. He's into a lifeline, a lifetime commitment with us. Amen. And that is why he's calling us to lifestyle. 
You see, encounter is important and experience is important. But that will lead, hallelujah, to a wonderful life, lifestyle in Jesus Christ. Do you know that the world right now, they say we are in crisis, but we as children of God, I've got good news for you tonight. You are not in crisis. We are in Christ. Hallelujah. That is why right now, where you're standing or where you're sitting in your house, I want you to take a little few steps out of your chair. I wish I could do it, but, but um, you know, the camera won't allow me to do that. But just get out of the, from the couch, get out of the chair, wherever you are in your house, and start giving a few steps. And make this statement with me. Say with me, I walk by faith and not by sight. Come on, walk around. Walk around in your house. Walk around in your kitchen. And say again with me, I walk by faith and not by sight. Right now, we know that greater is he that is within us than he that's in the world. And we know that God is working in us. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? I've got to, I've, you know, I'm here to give you good news tonight. That you might not be where you want to be right, you know, where you want to be right now. But thank God you are not where you used to be. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. And, and so number one, we have to understand that, that we are to love God with an exclusive love. That is why I asked you earlier, have you ever been in love? You know, when couples are just married, newly married, and the husband, especially here in South Africa, he will say, my darling, can you make me a cup of coffee? Ooh, and the wife will say, sure, my darling, my honey, I will do it for you. And then a third cup of coffee and the husband will still say, my lovey, can you please make me another cup of coffee? I don't know why I'm so thirsty tonight. You know, and then being in love, the wife will, will still answer very sweetly and say, sure, I was on my way to make me a cup of coffee also. Wow, you, we are in the spirit. That is when they are in love. But many couples, because they're not protecting the relationship. And not, you know, and, and, and not working on that love and stirring up that love and, 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 and going by emotions and not by the decision of love. Within a few years of the marriage, the husband will say, hey, you make me a cup of coffee. <laughs> and then the wife will say, ha, huh, who's your you? Last time I checked, your hands were not round. Make your own coffee. The same people that were so in love many years ago. And so it is with, with our relationship with God many times. We get so used to it that we are not keeping that, that flame alive, that love for God. And it is about an exclusive love. So what is the definition of exclusive? I wrote down here. It is, it is limited to only one person or group of people. It is only towards God. Oh, it's, it's a wonderful thing. You know, it's the love of God that cast out all fear. The Lord says in his, in his word, he says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. I want to ask you tonight, where are you sitting? How's your love? How's the power and how's, how's the sound mind? Because that's what the word of God says you have. You're not going to get it. You have it. What don't you have? You do not, you have not received a spirit of fear. And I, and I want to throw this in before I really get into the word, is that fear is a feeder to all the other demonic forces. That is why we do not, we, we, we have the unction to function by the love of God and by the spirit of God on the inside of us. Oh, tell your family member, your, I can't say your neighbor right now, but your family member, tell them, I am powerful. I, 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 am, I am destined for greatness. Tell them, say, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Now we're going to look at Matthew 6, verse 24. And I want you to go there with me. Amen. It says, it says, yeah. Jesus is speaking to, his, to the people and he says, No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will stand by, I'm reading from the Amplified, and be devoted to the one and despise and be against the other. 
You cannot serve God and mammon. And in brackets it says deceitful riches, money, possessions, or whatever it is trusted in. Many times our trust is in other things except God. And I want to encourage you tonight. He who has started a great work in you, who has begun a great work in you, he will finish it. Amen. Right now you are not a finished product, but God is working on the inside of us. So, so that by the end, it's a finished product. Hallelujah. He will do great things in your life. Therefore, now Jesus is speaking here. I say, he says, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. Oh, I know a few people. Man, they will say, I'm worried because I'm not worried. So many people, they cannot even sleep at night because they, they are so worried. And who knows, worry can change nothing. I want to encourage you tonight, sleep, sleep. Say, God, even give me amazing dreams. <laughs> it carries on, it says, about your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, or about your body, and what you shall put on. Is not life greater in quality than food, and the body far above and more excellent than clothing? In other words, stop being so worried about these things. Clothes, food, our bodies. We are so consumed by it. And, and, and many people, it's, it's drive, it's, 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 it is the force behind, you know, it's, it's driving their lives. Instead of the love of God and us being led by the Spirit of God. You cannot serve two masters. We have not been created to be like that. Amen. So tonight, make a choice, a quality choice. Say, Lord, you are my master. And because I trust you and I believe your word, hallelujah, I'm not going to panic. I am not a panic mechanic. Amen. I pray that peace will reign in your life. The peace of God. Hallelujah. The word says we got to love God with, with all our hearts. Hallelujah. Your whole heart. Our minds, our soul, and our strength. What does that mean? When you love God with your heart, you are, it is set apart for God. It belongs to God. Hallelujah. You are constantly thinking about Him. Your heart is yearning for Him during the day. Um, it, it, you, you're just connected to God, busy with God. Amen. Our minds, it should be anchored in His Word. It is written. When we get the Logos right, it will become a rhema word. Revelation. That will change your life, transform your life. You, you got to have your mind anchored in the word of God. You got to say, I am what the word says I am. You cannot be moved. Remember what we said by sight. You are moved by faith. How does faith come? By hearing the word of God. We have to be very careful in these times to be not deceived. How will deception come? Through what you hear. Faith will come through what you hear. Hear the word of God. Fear and deception will come when we do not hear the word of God, but we are hearing whatever media says, whatever people says, people's opinions. And like Pastor Gustav says, an opinion is like a nose. We, we all have it. <laughs> the word is truth. Hallelujah. And then you got to love God with your soul. You, you, we we, we, we got to be satisfied with the pleasures of God. Amen. Your emotions and, and your will. And it, it's got to be filled with the goodness of God. Remind yourself. Decree and declare over your life that surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Even when you do not see it. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. And the next one, you got to serve God and love God with your strength. Woo, hallelujah. You cannot get tired now because it's winter. Over here in South Africa, it's winter. But we cannot be tired. You got to serve God with your strength. You got to spend your strength on what serves Him alone to love God and love people. Amen. Remember, passion takes the effort. Out of the process. When the foundation is firm, we can build. Remember the Lord builds with living stones. And you are a living stone. And God is building with you. Isn't that amazing? Oh, that's exciting. 
We're going to look at Luke 16 verse 14. And, and let's, let's go there. Luke 16 from verse 14. Now the Pharisees who were covetous and lovers of money. Okay, so it's straightforward. The, the Pharisees, they were covetous and they were lovers of money. Heard all these things. Remember, Jesus was speaking. He was ministering and they heard all these things. Taken together and they began to sneer at and ridicule and scoff at him. <laughs> you know, for a long time, they, were, they, they have been hearing about the Messiah that would come and deliver them. Many of us, we are very happy with God being up there and, and being far and we worship you, Lord, and, and all that. But when Jesus came to walk the streets of the earth, it has offended some people. Because it was not just in a little experience. It was not just a little encounter. It was a challenge, a message of lifestyle. A message of the kingdom of God that came to the earth and, and helped people to change their lives. Hallelujah. And it offended the Pharisees because they were putting their trust in material things and money. And here comes the son of God. Isn't God wonderful? He sent us his very best. He's not just shouting from heaven, hey guys, do it like this, do it like this. No, the word became flesh. And he dwelt among us, Jesus Christ. And yet Jesus is ministering. But he said to them, You are the ones who declare yourselves just and upright before men. But God knows your hearts. Mm. For what is exalted and highly thought of among men is detestable an abhorrent, an abomination in the sight of God. In other words, God does not look at things the way we do. We measure success on things. God looks at the condition of our hearts, our levels of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Tell somebody there's hope for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Jesus is ministering here to the Pharisees and, and these guys. And remember, they were ruled by these covetous feelings and, and, and their greed. But Jesus came with a different message. Many people are like that. They have, they have put their trust in things. And they forgot about God. Family, viewers, I want to minister to you tonight. When God starts blessing you, really bless you, be a blessing. Do not turn your hearts from God. Make him number one. Keep him number one. Hallelujah. Okay? And, and we're going to carry on. Number two, we are to love God with, with sur a surpassing love. Mm, Got to love God. That agape love. That, that, that constant love. Hallelujah. We're going to love him with a love that is surpassing. Let's go to Matthew 10. Verse 37. Remember, you, you, you want to be effective in the kingdom of God. And we're going we're gonna to look at what a disciple is. What is a disciple? A follower of Christ. Somebody that does what he says. Somebody that's following him. When people look at your lives, do they see Jesus? Do they see the love of God in your heart and in your lives? Amen. We're going to go to Matthew 10. Verse 37. And yet Jesus is speaking. Mm, he's speaking here. He says, he who loves and takes more pleasure in. Come on, turn to somebody in your household and say, oh, that word is for me tonight. He who loves and takes more pleasure in. Father or mother, more than in me, listen to this, is not worthy of me. Many people, they take more pleasure in their father and their mother. And please note. We gotta love our parents. We gotta respect them. We gotta honor them. But we should always love God more. God number one. If you make God number one all the time in your life, you will never be number two. Ha <laughs> ha, think about that. He says, and he who loves and takes a more pleasure in son or daughter more than in me is not worthy of me. Some people, your children, 
have taken the place of God in your lives. Your husband, your wife. If God is really number one in our lives, we will, we will, we will, when we make a decision, we will say, Lord, is this your will? God, is this what you want for us? Is this what you want for me? We will constantly be led by the Spirit of God because we know the Spirit of God will lead us into truth and because God loves us. Hallelujah. And I love what he says, and takes pleasure in. Man, so many people, when they're among their families, they're excited, they're smiling, they're dancing. When it comes to the things of God, they look burdened. They, they look stressed. Come on now. Come on now. We've got to be excited about the things of God. It is like when you are selling a product or you have a product and you go to somebody and you say, even if the, if, you know, even, even if the product is not the best or whatever, but when you are excited about the product, people will say, okay, let me try it. But we have the best news in the world, which is Jesus saves. He delivers. He sets free. He can change your life. He can change this, you know, this nation. He, he, he can do it. And many times we don't look like we are happy about it, excited about it. And he, he speaks about taking pleasure in. And then verse 38 says, and he who does not take up his cross. Woo! He who does not take up his cross and follow me. Many people, they've taken up their crosses. John 3, 16, they got saved. But that's where it stopped for them. I want to encourage you tonight. It didn't stop there. There's more. Tell somebody, there's more. There's more. He says, and follow me. You got to take up your cross and follow. Some people, they are trying to follow without taking up their crosses. Won't work. Hallelujah. It says, cleave steadfastly to me. You got to cling on to God. You got to hold on to him. He says to me, confirming holy, 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 like we would say, yield to my example in living. God doesn't just want you to say with your lips, I love you, Lord, and I left my voice. No. He says, you, we got to follow. We got to conform holy to my example in living. We got to love like he wants us to live the way he has shown us. That is why he came to earth, not just to, he came to save the lost, but he also came to show us the way. That is why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes unto the father except through me. Isn't that amazing? He says to my example in living and if need be in dying also is not worthy of me. In other words, if, if, if people are not taking up their crosses, not following Jesus, not conforming to his way of living, and, and even if it's dying, that he says, they are not worthy of me. Here comes the scripture. I want you to really get this. Verse 39, whoever finds, and the Amplified says, his lower life, okay? Normal life, just normal life, will lose it, the higher life in brackets. So if you're just going to live a normal life, just an ordinary, normal, born, um, grow up, uh, go to school, grow up, get married, have children, get grandchildren and retire. And you just settle for that. You will not get the higher life. Hmm. Tell somebody I'm from, an, I'm from another kingdom. We are from the kingdom of God. Amen. He says, verse 39, whoever finds his lower life will lose it the higher life and whoever loses his lower life on my account will find it the higher life. It's so important. Many people that are chasing things. Okay. But understand this. God wants to bless you. God, but, but we got to seek the kingdom of God first and he will add these things. But when we are, when we are just seeking the lower life, we will not find the higher life. But if you are willing to lose the lower life, and go for the higher life. What does that mean tonight? Not be consumed just by daily living and just the natural things of the earth. But you become, you become so consumed by the things of God, the, the ways of God, the, the higher life. There's more. God has so much more for us. Hallelujah. And he says, um, he will find the higher life. God wants you to find the higher life. Mm, hallelujah. You're an eagle. 
You are called to soar above the storms. As a matter of fact, the storms of life, the winds, the, it gives the eagle that, 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 that flight mode, hallelujah, to go very high above, above the, 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 uh, just the normal things. You are not just called to, be, to just be normal. You are supernatural because of Jesus Christ. Oh, it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So you've you got to love God with a surpassing love. Luke 14, like we're doing a lot of scriptures tonight. But you gotta find, you gotta get it here. Amen. It's gotta fall into your spirit so that it can become life. Amen. So let's let's go to Luke, Luke 14. From verse 26. Again, Jesus speaking. Remember, firm foundation, strong foundation, a fearless, radical disciple of Jesus Christ. When we have those kind of disciples, it will lead to a fearless church in the earth. Amen. And it says, um, Luke 14, 26, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, in brackets, in the sense of in indifference to or relative disregard for them, in comparison with his attitude toward God. In other words, it does not mean you got to hate them and, and scold them and not love them. Again, it means it is the same as what we've said in Matthew. You cannot put your parents above God, a father and mother. We got to get our priorities right, family, viewers. I mean, it's a very strong scripture. As a matter of fact, I tried to get other translations. I said, Lord, when, I, when, when we use the word hate people, people start freaking out. No, you got to read this in context, please. It says, and likewise, um, his wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life also, he cannot be my disciples. In other words, if you are loving your family even above God, you cannot be a disciple of Jesus Christ. We should love our families. We should care for our children. We should honor our parents. Please see this in context. But they cannot be above God in our lives. And how do we know any times that we are putting our families above God? Is when we have constantly excuses. My dad always tells the, the joke about this, this brother that had this cow. I think, I, I can't even remember, Blomiki, I think that was the cow's name. And every time this brother had to go to church, you know, um, to a meeting, he, he, he would send a message and say, no, Blomiki, the cow, she fell into the ditch. And next time, no, Blomiki, the cow, I had to milk her first. Every time there was something with a cow, okay, with Blomiki, the cow. And then one day, Blomiki the cow, I mean, you know, she passed away and this man was crying and sobbing. <laughs> don't, don't, don't have things in your life that is above God. The word says the fear of God is the principal thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Please read that scripture in context. And whoever does not persevere and carry his own cross... And come after, follow me. Again, Jesus says, you got to carry your cross and follow and come after me. He says, cannot be my disciples. So a disciple is somebody that takes up their cross, follow Jesus and follow Jesus. That's a disciple. God's way of doing things. Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. That is so important. In 2 Timothy 4 verse 10 says, it was Paul. Paul was speaking about Demas, one of his disciples that, that left him. And, and it says in verse uh, 2 Timothy 4 verse 10, I'll read it. It says, for Demas, in love with this present world, has um, deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. In other words, he was saying, you know, Demas used to be a disciple of mine, a follower. He saw how God was moving. I mean, who would not love to, 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 to move with Paul? But there was Demas, and Paul makes the statement in, in Timothy, and he says, you know, Demas was still in love with this present world. When my mom passed away, or when she changed address, you know, let's put it like that, and I believe she's with the Lord, I know with all my heart. When I had to, you know, take some of her clothes and fold it and, and start blessing people with it, giving it to people, I realized again and again that there's so much more to than just, this normal life, this life, there's an eternity. 
And God wants us to understand as disciples of Jesus that, that, that if, 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 if you're going to try and keep your life, you will lose it. But if you lose it for the sake of Christ, what does that mean? You lay down your life for people. You live for God. You live for people. You want to do good. You serve. You cast out devils. You heal the sick. All those things. You will see greatness. Amen. There's so much more to life than just food and, and clothes and the body. Amen. Think on eternal things. Let's build with, with things that are eternal. Hallelujah. And the last one, we are to love God with an obedient heart. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ooh, somehow people don't like that word obedience. <laughs> Who knows God knows best? He knows best. Daddy knows best. You, you can imagine God is, is, is you know, he, he, he knows the whole picture. He knows the beginning from the end. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, I am the beginning and I am the end. So he knows best. And he's got best things, good things in store for us. But many times, you know, we will love God with our lips. But we have not learned to love God with an obedient heart. I always teach the people at our LWPC campus. I always say to them, if God has spoken to you to, to you know, to go and bless somebody, and, 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 you're not, and you are feeling, Lord, why me? I'm upset. Why? Why, Lord? Why me? You know, some people, they are why me Christians. I want to ask you tonight, why not you? <laughs> why not you? Be careful what you pray for. You might just get it. Hallelujah. And, 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 and there's so many people, they, 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 you know, they will serve God with, with things, but not with an obedient heart. And let's look at the scripture. We're going to look at, at John 14, verse 21 to 24. John 14. And, and, and I love these scriptures tonight because it's really Jesus speaking here. And then some of you, if you've got your Bible open, it, 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 it'll be red letters. Amen. And verse 21 says, it says, The person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. He says, who has my commands, my commandments, who has it, and keeps them, is the one who really loves me. It's not the one that sings, I love you, Lord, only. we got to keep the word of God in here, and we got to do it. Amen? Remember when we read that Jesus said, those who follow me, you got to follow, and, 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 and holy, his way of living. He says, and whoever really loves me... Um, be loved by my Father, and two will love him and will show, reveal, manifest himself to him. So, so if, if we look at this, you got to look at John, you know, at John again. Let's look at John again, at 14 again. It's where Jesus really is saying, you got to have the word of God in you. You got to keep his commandments. Those are the people that loves him. Remember, if we want to, how is the Father glorified? When we bear much fruit. And we're going to look at this. John 21 again. Um, John 14. 21 again. I want to read it. Just got it here on my iPad. John 14. Again 21. Let's read it from a different translation as well. It says. And he that hath my commandments. And keepeth them. Remember it's hearing. And obeying. Hearing and obeying. Hearing and obeying. It says, he, he, he is it that loveth me. Jesus is saying, he has my commandments and he keeps them. He's the one that loves me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. Ooh, if you love Jesus, you're keeping his commandments. You're hearing the word. You shall be loved by his father, by the father. And I will love him. I just love how Jesus always put his father first. Amen. Can you see, love by the Father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Oh, that's a great revelation. So if you, if you keep the commandments, you, you hear the word of God, you keep it. The Father will love you. Jesus will love you. And then Jesus says, I will manifest myself. I like that. I will manifest myself to him. 
It's time for manifestation. You are what the word says you are. You can do what the word says you are. The more you know the word and you confess it and, and, it, and it really gets into here, you will have great manifestations. Family, viewers all over the earth, you are called to raise the dead. You are called to lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. We are called to cast out devils, to, to see the lost saved, to spread the gospel. Amen? We, this, this, the, the, the church is moving on. It is a moving church. Hallelujah. Fault with the power of God. Not a church or the body of Christ that's still wondering, uh, what should be, uh, are, we, uh, are we there? No. Know who you are in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, it's my moment and Jesus is going to manifest to me. Hmm. Judah said, saith unto him, not Iscariot, okay, not every Judas that spoke in the Bible was always Judas Iscariot. He says, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Good question. Jesus answered, I want to stop there. I hear people all the time saying, I, I'm, I'm speaking to the Lord. I asked him things, but he's not answering me. You know, every time I read the word where they asked Jesus questions, he, he answered immediately. But can I, can I put this out there tonight? We do not always like the answers that Jesus is giving us. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, take a sip of that coffee right now. Let's just get that down. <laughs> we don't always like the answers. And here Jesus is answering him and said unto him, If a man love me, okay, he will keep my words. If we truly love God, we will keep his words. Come on, an obedient heart. Not just lip service, an obedient heart. And my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. If you love his word, if you keep his word, amen. If you keep his word, the father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Again, I say this. Herein is the father glorified that you bear much fruit. He that loveth me, verse 24, and not keepeth uh, 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 me not, he that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. Jesus is saying, listen here, I'm not talking just from myself. Remember where Jesus said, whatever I heard the Father say, I say. Whatever I saw the Father do, I do. I do. Amen. So he's always, he's always, you know, showing to the Father. And then he makes this statement. He says, these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. In other words, I spoke these things with you. Jesus is saying to them, while I'm with you. It's so important. Many of us, you just listen to sermons. And you just hear little things. But you gotta, it's got to come into your spirit, man. Into your heart. And we've got to put our wills under the will of God. How do you know if God is number one in people's lives? It's when they put their wills under the will of God. God first. And family, I have to be honest, many times it, it'll take a lot from you. Amen. Because there are things in our lives that's got to submit, that, that has to submit under the will and unto the will of God and the word of God. Hallelujah. Many people, they love prophecies and, and praise the Lord for prophecies. But, but, but you always got to, if that word is being spoken, it's got to line up with the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's carry on. 1 John 5, and, and, and we're closing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But then he says, I want to, I wanna, verse 20, 26, I want to leave this with you as well. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all these things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now we have the Holy Spirit. If you've been filled with the Spirit of God, you have the Holy Spirit. You've received the Spirit of God. What does the Spirit of God do? What did Jesus say here? He will remind us of all the things that Jesus has spoken. There's a constant where the Spirit of God is reminding us why. 
is the spirit that leads us into all truth. God's spirit will never lead you into deception. He will never lead you into confusion. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Let's go to 1 John 5. 1 John 5. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray with some people as well. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 1 says, Everyone who believes adheres to trust and relies on the fact that Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, is a born again, that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, is a born again child of God. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him, his offspring. Mm. But we know, but, but this we come to know, recognize and understand that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commands, orders, charges, when we keep his ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and his teachings. An obedient heart, when we love God with an obedient heart, we are constantly aware of the precepts and ordinances of God. For the true love of God is this, that we do his commands, keep his ordinances, and are mindful of his precepts and teaching. It won't help you pray for eight hours, but you pray, um, you don't pray the word. You pray out of error. I always say this, man, I love the highway. Okay, the highway is, is a straightforward road and it's got speed. But many times when we do things out of error, we take the long way, which can delay us, can make us late. And, and, and that is where people get frustrated. And God wants to bring some people back on the highway of his word. Amen. The word says, I'm a voice in the desert. And I'm preparing the highway of the Lord. When we speak the word, we are preparing a highway for the Lord to move. So when, when you understand right and you know the word of God, you will pray correctly. Five minutes of faith-filled prayers of the word is more effective than 10 hours of just begging and sobbing and praying in error. And I want to leave this with you tonight. When you're on the highway, when you are in obedience, God will expedite things in your life. And he wants to expedite things in some people's lives. Perhaps tonight you are watching and you are saying, Lanzel, it's like there's a massive delay on my life. I want to encourage you tonight. Get into the word. Start praying the word. Amen. Start speaking the word over your life, over your family's life. And you're going to see a mighty, you're going to see expedite happen in your life. I call it the speed of the spirit. The spirit of God has a speed of doing things. And it can speed things up. Amen. Do not be, do not fall behind. Do not be delayed. Do not be delayed. And it says, uh, and these orders of his are not irksome, burdensome, uh, oppressive or grievous. Okay, I want to, I uh, before we close, again, I want to read the scripture. Tell somebody obedience is not burdensome. <laughs> it says, for the true love of God is this, that we do his commands Keep his ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and teaching. And these orders of his are not irksome, burdensome, oppressive, or grievous. In other words, the ways of God is not burdensome. It's not grievous. It, 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 it's not going to leave you in a state of constantly being upset and, Lord, this is too hard, I cannot do it. No. It is life. It will help you. It, 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 it'll, 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 it'll manifest the Zoe kind of life in your life. Amen. Remember, God has nations on his mind. We need to understand the plans and purposes of God. And family, 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 5 says, May the Lord direct your hearts. God is into your heart. Hmm. When God has your heart, he's got your body. Many people, they just give their bodies but not their hearts. When God has your heart, he's got your body as well. He says, direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Our hearts need to be directed into the love of God and then Christ's perseverance. If we truly love God exclusively, 
Amen? With an obedient heart. And, 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 and you love him with a heart that, that is just longing for him all the time. It won't be burdensome. There will be a joy unspeakable and full of glory. It'll, you know, streams of living water will flow from your belly. That's the kind of people God is looking for true worshipers. I come from a worship background. True worship is not just about singing, dancing, and music. It is about the condition of our hearts. And thank God, you know, we are constantly, every day we say, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. Uh, I've got a wrong thought and whatever. But God is faithful. And he's speaking to us, his people. Does he have your heart tonight? Are you really surrendered? Or is there areas in your life that you are still holding on to? Is there some situations in your life where you cannot forgive and you are not better, but you are better? Gotta let go. You gotta let go. Let go and let God, like we say, have his way. Because God wants our hearts. My dad always says, when you keep a special against somebody, God will keep a special against you. Amen. Let go of all those things that you can love God with an exclusive love. A love that's surpassing. Amen. And then an obedient heart. And tonight, I want to pray with you. We're going to pray. I'm going to make two altar calls tonight over the camera. But first, we're going to pray with you. And if there's areas in your life that you know, Jesus, I need help. I, I, Lord, I don't have a hunger for your word. Pray, God, give me a hunger for your word. So let's pray right now, if you will. Let's pray together. Come on, let, let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight that your word is truth. Your word is alive whoo, and it's powerful. And Lord, I thank you for the opportunity that I can pray with people all over the world tonight via camera and via Facebook. Lord, I pray that you will touch the hearts of people. God, that people will return to their first love. Hallelujah. That when you speak to us, we will be immediately obedient. That we will deal with excuses. We will deal with all those things that have kept us in, 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 in bondage. Lord, we give you our hearts, our souls, everything, Lord. We just surrender it unto you. Because we know that you are building with living stones. And Father, I pray tonight for people, Lord as they are sitting in their houses and wherever they are tonight, that you will touch their hearts, that you will, Lord, deliver people, set them free. God, if there's people that need healing right now, if you need healing, just put your hand in that area where you need healing right now. If it's an organ, put your hand there. Father, in the name of Jesus, I send forth the word of God right now of healing into households, into bodies in the name of Jesus because your word says if we know you Jesus you will manifest yourself to us and I thank you right now healing is flowing I thank you right now father that that spirit of depression it's broken over people's life it lifts in the name of Jesus and fear you have no hold over people in Jesus name father I thank you that you have good thoughts about people I speak peace into those families, into those households. Marriages be restored in the name of Jesus. Restored in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for miracles. Come on, right where you are tonight. Don't, don't, put, off, don't put off the broadcast yet. Right where you are tonight. Father, I speak miracles, signs and wonders into people's lives tonight. Financially, physically in their families, in their workplace, in the mighty name of Jesus, because we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We bless your name. We praise your name. Come on, right where you are, say with me, I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. Come on, say it with me, shout it out. Say, I will achieve what the word says I will achieve. Amen. That is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are. Give, just surrender unto the Lord. Let God do his work on the inside of us. And my last, my last, I want to say altar call tonight is, perhaps you're watching tonight by accident or whatever, you just went on and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. I want to pray with you tonight. And I want you to pray with me. 
And perhaps you are sitting there and you are lukewarm. I pray tonight that God will touch your heart. Do not be lukewarm. Come on. Say, Lord, forgive me that I'm in a lukewarm state. I want to be on fire for you. Stop telling God this person did that, this person did that. Lord, if only I didn't miss that opportunity. I gave you the keys tonight. If you get back on the highway, God will expedite things in your life. Woo, hallelujah. Do not entertain those things that is from the enemy. Speak the truth. Because the Spirit of God is faithful to remind us of all the things Jesus has spoken. So tonight, if you want Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior tonight, let's pray. Say after me, say, Father, I come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. I am in need of your salvation. I'm in need of you. I cannot live by myself. I pray, please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Set me free from my sin. Set me free from this old life. And I pray tonight. And I, and, and, and I admit, I say that I, I, I know that Jesus, you are the only way. You are the son of God. Save me. Touch me. Deliver me. And please give me a new life. Forgive my sins. In Jesus' name. And now we pray. Father, thank you that right now I, I can know that, that you've touched my life, touched my heart. Save me. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the love. Thank you that you came to set the captives free. Father, I pray, come on, let's pray that. Father, I pray, please help me that I will not just be a churchgoer or an online viewer, but I will be a disciple of Jesus and a disciple maker of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Family, you have work to do. We have work to do this week. Come on, let's tell somebody about Jesus. We have great opportunities around us. Let, let, let's set the captives free. I mean, let's preach the gospel. Oh, let, let's tell them the good news. <laughs> that the bound and the oppressed do not have to be bound and be oppressed anymore. Come on, go and pray for somebody. Get on the phone. Get on the WhatsApp. Come on, encourage somebody. Hallelujah. Let, let's spread the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. Have an amazing week. Like Pastor Gustav would say, from our house to your household. Lots of love. We love you. We are praying for you. And keep the faith. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. Have an amazing, powerful, wonderful, miraculous week. Where you will not just be a hearer, but you will be an eyewitness of the goodness of God. Manifesting in your life and manifesting through your life. Solid foundation. Fearless, radical disciples of Jesus, which will lead to a fearless and a strong church. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Have an amazing week.